You are listening to Kapatid Central, where we talk about the difficult topics the way only siblings can. Now here are your hosts, Donna, Delia, Darlene, and Neil. Welcome to our first episode ever. We are very, very glad that you're here and that we get to share our thoughts, opinions, and life experiences with you. To start, I think it's just proper for the four of us to introduce ourselves, and we're just going to do it by age. Youngest first, so that's me. My name is Neil. I just turned 30 last year, so I'm in that area where half of the society is telling me that I should settle down, but the other half of it is telling me, you only live once. <laughs> I'm currently residing in the Philippines. I'm going to go next. My name is Darlene. I'm second to the last. I'm 38 years old and I live in Singapore with my family. I am Delia. I am second to the eldest and I am here in the Philippines. My sisters and my brother will not agree with me, but everybody says that I am the prettiest in the family. I was expecting I'd be the first one because you, I thought you'd say the youngest looking first. So I am at Tedona. They mm-hmm. call me Tedon. I've been living in Singapore for quite some time now, and I'm the youngest looking in the family. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Sabi niya. <laughs> That's what she thinks. <laughs> So Neil, uh, this is this is our first episode. Yes. Would you like to tell our listeners why you thought about creating this podcast? Because this is really your brainchild, right? Right. Okay. So a little backstory about this podcast. I've been working from home since 2017. And every time I work, I just listen to podcasts because it helps me feel that there are people around me. I don't like the feeling of being alone in one room. I miss the corporate setting where you have, you know, your coworkers surrounding you. Recently, I feel like napahinga ko na lahat ng podcast na ang host Filipinos. Last week, I sent out a tweet asking my friends if they actually want to start a podcast with me because I feel like I have other experiences as well. And... You know, important opinions, I think, that other people would be willing to listen to. But none of my friends wanted to join me. So I messaged Ati Darl and almost immediately she said yes about creating this podcast with me. So Ati Darl, why did you say yes? Nga pala? Of, of course, of course. Why won't I? I think, first of all, I wanted to support you. Um, and by the way, I think you just admitted that you are single and available there when you said you're alone in a room um, and all that stuff. Yeah, I wanted to support you firstly. Um, and this has been something that's been I've been playing in my head for a while since the start of the circuit breaker here in Singapore. You know, it would be nice to reach out to some more people and discuss a pertinent information, pertinent topics. So, yeah, why not? And then we thought we'll just um, invite the entire brood. So even if we thought that they're a little old for this podcast, we still invited <laughs> Ate Del and Ate Don. Um, yeah, Ate Del, why did you want to join us anyway? Well, I like that you said a little old. At least our listeners will only think that we are like five or six years older than you. So anyway... I did want to be the killjoy in the family, so I am joining this podcast 
to support my younger sibling. So lahat naman tayo busy and so we can only do this on on the weekends because uh, all of us are actually working. Um, you know, I'll start. I am actually working as a client trainer. And when I say client trainer, people automatically think that I am a personal fitness trainer. <laughs> and they would look at me from head to toe <laughs> and say, you cannot be a personal <laughs> fitness trainer. That's not actually what I do. I teach people how to work around a very customized energy research and consulting website. I don't have to explain that. <laughs> I don't think my husband can explain it to anybody else as well. But I do work full-time. And Ronil, of course, you do work full-time as I well. I do. I'm currently a brand designer. So this is another job as well. Whenever I tell people that I'm a brand designer, people would ask, so do you design clothes? I guess hindi rin familiar yung mga tao. I think we have so many jobs nowadays na hindi na clear compared to before na kapag sinabing I'm a doctor, everybody knows kung anong ginagawa mo. No? So as a brand designer, basically, I help businesses grow their um, ads, their marketing efforts through branding them. So from print to digital artwork, so I do all those things. Atila, what do you do? My job is actually, everybody knows what a teacher does. So when you say, <laughs> I am a public school teacher, everybody will think, oh, a public school teacher. <laughs> but what they don't know is that I am a senior high school teacher. It's basically the last few years in basic education. And we are teaching students to be ready or pre- to prepare the students for college or collegiate education. So it's not that easy. Although they said that being a teacher is the easiest job in the world, that if your profession, you don't get to hit your, uh, what, they, what do you call that? Uh, ideal oh, profession, you end up being idea. a teacher. Mm. But no, it's not very easy being a teacher, you know. As they say, teaching is not really a profession, but a vocation. So I'm not going to start talking to you about my salary. So anyway, <laughs> Ati Donna. I'm a patient service associate. It's more on um, customer service. I assist doctors. I build patient. I register patient in the outpatient clinic. Been there for um, about a year and a half now and enjoying it, although it's, it's tiring. Prior to that, that Adon, you were a full-time mom for several years, right? 17 years to be exact, yeah. Mm. 17. 17 years. Oh. Well, to be honest, Almost the entire married life. Entire married life. Actually, Nila, just listening to our older sisters here, it feels like their their jobs are very noble compared to ours. <laughs> <laughs> you have a public school teacher. A healthcare um, worker. Teaching is not a vocation. No, teaching is and a vocation. And then you have you somebody mean, from... Uh, uh, it's, it's, it is a vocation, yes, it is. is it? It is it not is, a profession, but a vocation. That's how they say it. Ah, that's right. And then you have, you know, a frontliner in the health industry, um, you know, helping people who are sick in this COVID times. And then you have teachers like Atidel who are um, going through e-learning with students who are basically saving all of the parents' lives. You know, it, it's it's just um, it just makes me feel very proud that I have sisters like this. In, mm-hmm. uh, during other days, I'm not very proud, <laughs> but today I'm quite proud to hear about what they're doing. So that's great. That's great. I think you know, just going back to the part when we were talking about why we wanted to do this podcast or why we were willing to do this podcast was because also when we were younger, I think all of us had similar ambitions on becoming a performer or newscasters or journalists. Is that right, Ate Don? I wanted to be a model. Nang kalin. 555. Hindi. Ano ba nga? Basta eh. 
I like fashion. I like dressing up myself. I like wearing makeup. That's why I chose this. After 17 years of staying at home, when I went back to work, I really chose a profession that would um, let me wear makeup every day. <laughs> Especially the kilay. Because kilay is life. It's kilay. life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is embarrassing, but I also want to just put it out there. <laughs> I remember in high school, ako, what do you call that? Yung yearbook, right? So you have to write down kung ano yung gusto mo maging after 10 years. So nilagay ko rin uh-huh. actually fashion model. Hindi ko alam kung nasa family ba natin <laughs> gusto yung ganon. Ikaw ba ti Darrell Tidal? Did you ever wanted to be a model o kami ti Donna lang? Well, I'm interested to know what Ate Del would say first because first of all, she's 5'1". <laughs> well, I am only 5. I'm not even sure if I'm 5. Perhaps 4'11". Well, actually, this is where I will be different from all of you. I really didn't want to be in the performing arts industry. Well, not that I didn't want to, but I have higher goals. Charot! No, I mean, wow. I wanted to be in the... Yeah, yeah, I wanted to be in the medical field, in the medical profession. Unfortunately, mm. well, yes, unfortunately, finances cannot support me in the medical school. And I had my Auntie Donna who supported me in taking mass communication. So I ended up finishing mass communication. But I really wanted to be a physical therapist or uh, really a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor. When I applied for entrance exam in FEU, I actually wrote there physical therapy, but never mass communication. Mm-hmm. During that time as well, physical therapy was so in demand. Uh, you know, they were looking for therapists in the UK and in the US. And mm-hmm. I think you wanted to do those things, no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was actually enrolling that day and asking the registrar to enroll me in physical therapy course. But then they said that the curriculum is not yet ready. It will take about uh, another three to four months to be ready. And I'm afraid to go home not enrolled in the university. And I'm afraid that my <laughs> father would hang me upside down because I had the money to enroll myself in, uh, in university, but going back home not enrolled. So I just said, okay, what course can I take? And then the registrar, uh, the person in the registrar said, your voice is nice. Why don't you take mass communication? And so I did. And then my sister, oh yeah, mass and communication this, what, what is What year are we talking about here? That, that was 1994. What year were we talking about? 1994. My goodness, oh, Ronilo was only four years old then. It was like eons ago. were like what, <laughs> 11, was oh, nine ago. years old. 26 years yeah. ago. So I ended hmm. up taking mass communication, did very well because they said that I have the talent. So I wow. ended up being a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> My talent went to teaching. So did you plan that out? Did you plan that out that after what, graduation, and, no. um, you'll be it's, a teacher? Yeah. No, no, no. It's because even before graduation, um, some of my university professors were already inviting me to apply for a teaching post. So, you know, if you're a fresh graduate, not even a graduate yet, but you wanted to get a job immediately, you're excited to get a job. So the first offer... Mm-hmm came and I, I took the first offer of course mm-hmm. so I think it's important also it's to it. know that Ate Del actually is an alumni of FEU um, and to be offered a post in FEU after graduation is no small feat I think uh, you were also earning a lot that time no? if you can <laughs> actually get the, the same money teaching yeah, and I think we are where we are supposed to be right? Mm-hmm. that's right that's right but of course um, I am where I am supposed to be. Sige na nga, pwede din. Siguro, tata, tama naman yun. 
pinapanood ko pa rin yung sarili ko. I did want to become a newscaster. I remember I really wanted to be someone like Corina Sanchez. So that's what I was aiming for at that time. But then of course, you grow up and suddenly you realize walang pera sa media. Hindi kagandahan ang ngipin ko noon. So Ate Donna was actually the one who gave me braces. So ano talaga? Meron talagang mga pangarap na hindi for you. And, and that's okay. You know, the, mm-hmm. the pangarabs, the dreams that we don't get, then we just make new dreams. So how about, yeah, I agree. I agree. radio? Did you ever think of um, auditioning for radio before? Ati Darl, Ati I Del? did. I actually thought, oh, I did think about auditioning for radio before, but I guess I had um, some hesitations because, you know, listening to the radio what do you call them, DJs? So like Chico and Delamar, for example, they're so good at what they do. And I just didn't think that I was at par with them. Um, I remember we interviewed Delamar in the past, and I know she has a podcast as well, which I follow. And she said, if you want to be fluent in English, you also have to think in English. And so you can speak English fluently. And I thought to myself, I think in Tagalog, no? I think in pure Tagalog every single day. So there's a lot of processes that go through before that actually comes out uh, verbally in English. So it, it was a hesitation that I did at the time. Mm-hmm. So it didn't happen. But still, like what Ate Del said, we are where we are supposed to be. I just have a question about thinking in Tagalog. Since both you and Ate Donna are now living in Singapore, do you still think in Tagalog or do you usually think in English now? Since English is basically what you use every day. Sure, but maybe I still think in Tagalog because every time after work, I feel so tired. I feel exhausted. I feel very tired. My brain cells are all tired because of, you know, just speaking in English. I don't know. Maybe it's because I keep on thinking in Tagalog and then I try to translate, uh, it. Yeah, translate it in English so it drains <laughs> my my brain cells that's why I'm so tired and you know you're making Adidona more exhausted by asking her to speak in English today no but it's really exhausting I don't think I don't think you know natural English speakers understand uh, the stress uh, of having to speak in a language that, that you did mm. not grow up speaking in yeah, mm-hmm. I always I always tell my colleague in the clinic that when I was young, English language was not common. It's either you are sobrang mayaman or you came from abroad. People would look at you from head to toe if they hear if they would hear you speak English. So we would only speak English kapag nasa school kami. And it's only for English subject. So it's not mm-hmm. really common where I grew up. I don't know. Now it's different. Because eh? us, it's, mm-hmm. our era was different. Yours, ngayon ata kahit sa Pilipinas ngayon, everybody would try speaking Taglish. So before, right. kasi uh, sabi mm-hmm. Chris Aquino yeah. just started it. No, I was <laughs> Really? What. Yeah. Chris Aquino was the yeah. one who started the Taglish. The, mm-hmm. I think that's Very the, interesting yeah. kasi Ate Delia, you know, Adelia still uh, lives in the Philippines, in Cavite City, where you grew up in. Mm. Um, and she speaks English to her children. Her children speak English as well, right, Adele? Yes, they do. But I will not take credit for that. My children grew up watching 
English movies, Ayan, English yeah. uh, cartoons, you now know. Now it's different. So I will not take totally credit for different. that. Although, yeah, yeah. Although I, I did try to talk to them in English, train them in English when they were still very young. But there, I, I would like to share a story, if you may. There was a time my eldest was only two years old. She came home crying because nobody wants to play with her. And mm. I asked her why. She said, it's because they cannot understand me. So that was the time <laughs> I changed my training for her. So I, I started talking to her in Tagalog. She, she, she would understand Tagalog. And from that day on, she found friends. But now, oh yeah, every, you can hear everybody. Not everybody, but most people are most. trying to learn the language. Uh, right. Maybe because of the social media. True, true. Because mm-hmm. if you really I just want to share something. It's a really big part. Yeah, I just want to share something as well. Because I noticed... Kapag nandito ako sa Philippines, I think in English, but then I speak in Tagalog. But when I'm in other countries, let's say, you know, when I was studying and working in the U.S., I would speak, of course, in English, but then I would think in Tagalog. And I don't know why that is. I was thinking maybe it's my brain's way of preserving the other language that I don't use every day or normally. That's why that happens. I don't know. Kasi, you know, kapag na nagsawa ka na speaking the language that you're speaking every day, for some reason, ako ah, sa isip ko, I use the other language. Pero I understand how it's tiring to speak English all the time. Because I remember when I was, uh, during my internship, a coworker asked me, so what are you most excited about if ever you come back to the Philippines? Um, and I told her... You were in Florida then. I was in Florida. Be, just to be clear, you were in Florida. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in Florida at that time doing my internship. And then I told her the number one thing that I actually miss is speaking in Tagalog because it's really tiring to speak in English. Like when I wake up in the morning and then I have a roommate who only speaks English, then immediately my mind would need to be thinking and speaking in English. And sometimes I'm not ready yet for that. You know, because we're used to waking up Speaking in Tagalog, <laughs> so it was very, very tiring for me at that time. Um, but now but fairness, I'm in the Philippines uh, again. Mm, but in fairness, uh, some of my colleagues uh, they say I speak good English, and they're asking if you maybe you're you were Mayaman, you were rich in the Philippines, that's why your English <laughs> is good. And then I told them, no, we're not, we're not rich. I didn't grow up in abroad, but I told them maybe because we belong to a to a church, family. you know, to a to a religious organization, that helped. You know, reading um, scriptures, you know, uh, so I think it helped growing up in the church. Yeah. Can I just say that comment that you got from your colleagues? I think some of them are. I don't know how to say this politically correct. No, because they, some of them traveled. are really biased comments. Some of them are really <laughs> biased comments. And they think you can speak English because you come from a rich family, because mm. their idea of the Philippines is a third world country. Well, we don't even use third world anymore. We use developing country. And we mm. all live in little huts by the seashore. <laughs> yeah. um, we have to travel by boat to get food. These, these are unconscious biases. And probably when they go to Manila, they would see that it's actually not the case. So a lot of instances, people have these unconscious biases, especially to Filipinos, uh, based on what they hear and see in the news. I want to share something also. When I was there, I worked in Singapore for four years, remember? So when I was there, I met somebody, a Singaporean. I I love my Singaporean friends, don't get me wrong. But someone asked me, oh, you're from the Philippines. So where do you live? I was like, what do you mean where do I live? Do you have houses? 
of course, I said, you know, she was under the impression that we all live up on trees. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And when, when I shared that to my husband, my husband said, didn't she study history or geography or what whatnot? <laughs> because you're not supposed to think that like that about Filipinos. So that's why I think Darlene's comment is correct that they are giving unconscious bias comments, right? Mm-hmm. Because some of them are not really familiar with the country, with Manila. Right. Unfortunately, perhaps they haven't. I mean, they never talk about it in school. Well, you can ask your kids if they talk that, about the, that our colleague country. of yours. Um, was what? Uh, how old was she? Singaporean. She was no. She was your age. Same your. No, no, same no, no, your no, no. Uh, Very young. She was only very young. Huh? When I was there, she was only 24, 23. Mm. That young. Yeah. And all of these are unconscious biases and they don't know it because, you know, as the name implies, it is an unconscious bias. So we just Mm -hmm. need to be educated about different contexts, about different cultures so that we don't, you know, ask people questions like this. And one of the things I learned as well, and it's I think. Oh, I'm, I was going to say something that's unconscious bias because I was about to say, you know, Asians um, are very outspoken, very direct. But I, I think I can say it because I'm an Asian. You know, Asians are very direct when we say, how much do you make? Um, and they, And we will also ask, how much do you pay for your flat? And things like this. And apparently for Caucasians, that's a no-no. You don't ask somebody's salary. Uh, you don't ask how much they're paying for their home because it gives you an insight of how much they are getting, how much they are making. But it's such an Asian thing to be asking about personal matters like this. To be honest, some of this, I think, are very useful. Personally, I've never asked anyone how much they well, how much they make. I think that's just very cheap and not classy at all if you have to ask somebody how much they make. But these are things that have been ingrained in us. Over time, it's been ingrained in our heads and it's just so difficult to change it. Just like English, for example. People think that you have to be rich to be able to speak English if you're from the Philippines. People think that you come from a very good school if you're rich. People think that you are smarter than everybody else when you can speak English you in the Philippines. You can speak good English. Yeah. But the truth is... It's pathetic, right? <laughs> hello. Hello. Excuse me. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, yeah. you know, very Tagalog-speaking Filipinos who are smarter than a lot of the native English speakers out there. Mm. And you can tell mm-hmm. I'm, I strongly, I, I feel strongly about this because my, my octaves went higher several decibels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to circle back to what you said, because you mentioned Asians normally ask those questions that Caucasians wouldn't. By Asians, you mean maybe just Filipinos? I really haven't talked to any other South Asians who would blatantly ask me how much my salary is. So you have experienced that? That's why have, that's your opinion about it. I have definitely. Um, in the Philippines, definitely everybody asks that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I think more. It, it's is it maybe a Southeast Asian culture thing? But I also know um, money is a big deal when it comes to the North Asian countries. The Chinese, for example, is very money oriented uh, because mm-hmm. you know wealth and prosperity is such a big thing. Even in Chinese New Year, what they always work for or hope for, you know, prosperity, good health, all these are part of what we call wealth. And so I guess that's something that's included in the language, in the conversations, and the way we talk to each other really reflect what our priorities are. 
Awesome. So I think that's a very, very good discussion today. Thank you for your insights and opinions, mga kapatid. So for next week... Ano bang gagawin natin next week? Do we have to speak English next week, starting next week? Or Tagalog is okay? <laughs> so what I do, think our lives would be much, do? much easier if we spoke in Tagalog. But, I, but we also have listeners who can only speak English. My kids, for example, would want to listen to this. And I think it would be useful for us to also speak English. Well, I grew, English up, I, I grew okay. up with Chris Aquino era. So I'd rather speak Taglish. <laughs> Sa totoo lang kasi ang dami namang mga words na ang hirap sabihin sa Tagalog. Na hindi mo na alam pa paano right. sabihin sa Tagalog. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to tire myself again. I speak English the whole week. And then Saturday comes, joining podcast with you. Then I have to speak English again. Oh, too much. I'd rather speak Tagalog. <laughs> well, Taglish is the way to go, Ate Don. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Well, again, thanks everyone for listening. And we hope to... Have you join us again next week. All right. Have a good rest of your week, guys. Thanks, Bye. everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye kapatid.